What's up, everybody? This is Isaac. And this is Bryce. And we are... Brother Zone Tennis. That's right, that's right. We are are a couple of guys that want to provide for you a little bit of a different insight as it relates to tennis from our individual perspectives, if you will. Yeah, and and you know, we really want to tell you how this whole thing kind of came about. Isaac and I have been friends for well over 20 years, and we both have a strong love and passion for the game of tennis. And, you know, we would find ourselves talking about, you know, tournaments and matches and things that were going on in the world of professional tennis, and we would just really be cracking ourselves up. And we would say to ourselves, you know, somebody should hear this. We should really be recording this because this is actually (laughs) kind of funny, right? Exactly. And you know what? It really came uh, to us by way of my cousin. Uh, shout out to Chester Jones III, who is producing the show. Uh, that <laughs> that this is something that we should do. We should throw this out as a podcast, and there's probably uh, an audience for this. So um, we're going to try to come out here and give it to you and just be ourselves, and hopefully um, it's something that you enjoy. That's right. That's right. We really, really want folks to enjoy the game of tennis. And our our goal is to just sort of spread that word of tennis to the masses, if at all possible. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a background, since this is our introduction show, um, I am someone that loves tennis. I've loved tennis for a very, very long time. Um, I didn't actually grow up playing tennis, but uh, I used to be a pretty overweight guy. I weighed about 350 pounds back in the 1998 time frame, and it was time for a change, and so I made the decision to, to, to start losing weight, and one of the things that I used in order to accomplish my goals was the game of tennis. Um, I ended up losing roughly over 120 pounds, um, and I grew as far as the sport, uh, playing, um, and just just uh, enjoying um, the exercise and the freedom that comes from being able to, to, to hit the yellow ball, if you will. Um, it, was a, it was a great time for me. I've learned a lot. And uh, I just want folks to be able to, to enjoy that journey or enjoy, you know, whatever tennis brings to them. So that's a little bit of my history on the game. Again, didn't grow up playing, but at the same time, Started uh, watching it uh, very frequently back in the 1998-99 time frame and, and, and uh, just loved the game completely. And I had a little bit of a different start. And it's funny because the people that are involved with this show really, um, you know, are the people that are responsible for some of my deep love of the game of tennis. Um, Chester, who is the producer of this show, his father, introduced, who was my uncle, introduced the game of tennis to both my parents uh, when I was very young. And my parents really gravitated toward the game. And of course, me being the little kid sitting in the house watching, I remember watching Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe play at Wimbledon when I was a little kid. And um, I think it was the summer of me going into fifth grade. My mom said, hey, look, this summer... You're not going to be just out there hanging out. I'm going to have you take tennis lessons, and I'm going to have you take swimming lessons. And let me be clear about it. I wasn't excited by either one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> for real. But the tennis, 
I, I don't know. It's something about when you're a kid, um, when some the, the basics of the game came very naturally to me. And when you're a kid and something comes very easy to you, then you start to like it. I can't say that happened to me with the swimming. Uh, that's still a challenge to this day for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the tennis, and, and my best friend at the time, uh, her name was Johnny, she was in the same beginning class as I was, and she was the top female, I was the top male, and we just started playing all of the time. So I did play, you know, through junior high, I played four years of varsity uh, in high school. Um, I played a little bit in college at Southern University, uh, won some intramural tournaments at Ohio State when I was there. Um, but then I think I kind of did what a lot of us do, right? After I graduated from college, um, I became more of like a weekend warrior, uh, playing tennis more so just on the weekend. But um, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love the game, uh, still as a player, as a spectator, and an overall fan. Absolutely, man. And you've inspired me. And I think you know this already. I mean, the fact that I was talking with you during my weight loss journey about tennis. And I mean, re really, that's when our journey kind of began as it relates to, to, to talking about the sport was when I started getting into it, playing it more, um, you know, watching Andre Agassi, that backhand. Mm -hmm, <laughs> that backhand. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and and yeah. it's funny because for me, like coming up, you know, uh, and we'll talk about this more in, in future episodes, but, you know, I know some of the players back in the day that were very, very uh, influential to me because I was learning as a player and there were aspects about their game style uh, that drew me to them. And, and on the men's side, um, there were two main guys. It, at first, it was Yvonne Lundell. I, I was a huge Yvonne Lundell fan. I've always been a fan of what I call aggressive baseliners, and he was the epitome of that back in the, the 80s. Um, and so a lot of my game I tried to make like his, although I wasn't looking like Lindo, I was looking more like a cross between Jimmy Arias and Aaron Crickstein. Um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, I had Lindo in my mind and I could never really get that dominant one-handed backhand down. So that's where my second guy came in, Andre Agassi, because, you know, he had this two-hander that I said, hey, I think I can hit that a little better than I can the one-hander. Now on the female side of things, um, and once again, we'll talk about this in future episodes, but, you know, I know we're, everybody's given the all world and all love to Serena as being the greatest, you know, out there. But for me coming up, I did not see a more complete player. And I still think she's the most complete player I've ever seen in the game is, um, Martina Navratilova. And because uh, she dominated not only in singles like Serena, she dominated in doubles. She dominated in mixed doubles. She exemplified that concept of see ball, hit ball, right? <laughs> right? And and the thing that I took from her that I still to this day in my game is I tried to copy her slice backhand. And I, um, I took that and put that in, in my game. And then the other female from back in the day, uh, that I kind of idolized was Monica Sellers. And 
once again, my game may not look much like Monica Solzik, but what I loved about Monica was that she was 100% aggression all the time. You never saw Monica Solzik on defense. She was always going for a shot. Now, that's my game. I just don't make as many of the shots as Monica <laughs> Sells makes, but I'll go for them all day long. <laughs> I am a testament to the fact that, yes, he does have a great slice back end, and, yes, he does go after his shots all day long. <laughs> and he te- and he'll and he he'll make a testament that I'll miss him all day long, too. <laughs> Hey, brother, you know it's all good. It's all about enjoying the game. <laughs> and like you, my man, I just want to also talk about, see, unfortunately, by not being a part of the game so early on, I didn't get the the, the experience of, of the, you know, Jimmy Connors and the John McEnroe's and the Navratilovas. Uh, I did come on kind of at the back end where, where, where after Monica kind of came back from the stabbing, and that's a whole sad thing that we'll definitely talk about in a future episode, but... Um, I came on the scene. It was like I started learning how to play. And Andre Agassi, that was when he got into that uh, French Open. And it was like just seeing that comeback happen and, of course, just enjoying his his laser backhand and all those great returns of his. And man, it was just so motivating for me to learn the sport. And he, he very instantly became my favorite player. Um, just, just an incredible, incredible, you know, returner, uh, that backhand, he pinned folks in that corner. That that was what I tried to emulate as well as trying to keep folks in that in that backhand corner. Didn't do it as 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 well as uh, as Andre did, but that was always the goal. And, but you did it much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Ooh, about boy. that, brother. Your backhand is pretty tight, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. So it's just it's just been a great journey um, in this game of tennis. And uh, our goal again is just to kind of give give you the audience uh, and listeners just kind of our thoughts and perspective on how we see the game, how we see the players, and uh, hopefully bring a little bit of fun and uh, and not only humility but hilarity <laughs> in our commentary. <laughs> Absolutely. So we want to let you know what a typical show will look like for us. That's right. So what we're thinking about is each show will have a couple of different components. The first component is we will review the tournaments that happened in the previous week. Now, we're not going to be reviewing all the tournaments. The the tournament that's played in Timbuktu uh, that, <laughs> that has the number one seed of somebody ranked 250 in the world. Right. We're not interested in that. We figure you're not interested in that. And so we're not going to waste any of our time on that. So if you're familiar with the structure in the professional game, the women's tour, we will cover the tier ones and the tier twos. Right. On the men's side, we'll cover the master series and the 500s. And then, of course, we'll cover the Grand Slams, most likely your big cups like Fed Cup, Davis Cup, Laver Cup, of course, uh, and the year-end championships. That's right. Absolutely. And, yeah, our goal will be we want to review those draws. We won't necessarily go through everything, um, but we want to kind of focus on some of the matches that might be of interest, uh, players that might be of interest as they play one another. <laughs> we'll definitely have some fun on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Because we have our favorites and we have our not so favorites. And so yes. you'll learn who those people are pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> and so oh. not only will we review draws uh, from the previous week, we'll also give our preview and predictions on the draws coming up in the next week's tournaments. Right. So trying our best at, at, at uh, guessing where there might be some upsets or where there may be some trends. Uh, in the next tournament. Exactly. And our, and our goal there is just to, you know, try and again, highlight some of the, some of the good matchups that you may want to look out for and or set your, your DVRs to record. Um, if we consider them to be what Jim Courier calls a good popcorn match, that's where you want to go and pop some popcorn right. and sit back and chill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, the final component of our show, which we're hoping is going to be one of the more entertaining um, pieces, is we're going to end each show with uh, talking about a particular hot topic. It could be about a particular match. It could be uh, something happening in a tournament. It could be something happening with a player off court. Uh, it could have been an interview that sparked some controversy. And that's going to give Isaac and myself an opportunity to just give you our kind of input on that subject. Uh, and if we do it in typical Isaac and Bryce style, uh, <laughs> it should be fairly enlightening <laughs> and entertaining. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all there's a whole bunch of good topics out there right now. We will save those <laughs> for future recordings. <laughs> But let me tell you, we've right. got a lot of things we want to talk about as it relates to the game of tennis. <laughs> right. So we're going to try to get these shows out to you about weekly. It won't be every week. Um, with the Grand Slams, we may not do a show in the middle week. But uh, we will try to get a show out uh, to you guys about every week. So, so keep a, a lookout for that. That's right. That's right. And hopefully you can uh, spread the word about Brothers on Tennis because uh, we expect for this to be a very, very good listen for anybody who is enthusiastic about the game of tennis. Exactly. And our next episode will be our preview of the 2019 French Open. So uh, definitely make sure you catch a listen to that because there are some very interesting matchups that we have some opinions on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So happy it's clay court season. I, I really enjoy the, the red stuff, orange stuff, whatever color you want to call it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice part of the year, that's for sure. Absolutely. So with that, we hope to have you listening to us uh, in the very near future. And uh, we're going to sign off. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, everybody. Once again, this is Isaac. And this is Bryce. And we're brothers on tennis. Take care, everyone. <laughs>